This is a ragtag group of stormtroopers, which isn't saying much. I All stormtroopers are very well trained. You know, they work perfectly together as a unit. They are more than capable of holding their own in a firefight, so long as there aren't cameras around to catch them. But this is the, the last dregs of a demoralized crew. My character just, like, shakes his head and, like, occasionally you'll spot, like, a stormtrooper kind of looking his way, and the stormtrooper will quickly, like, straighten his head forward. And my character just kind of smirk and mutter, the entire officers went down for a big game hunt. Teak? Yes, sir. How many times has the officers done this sort of shenanigans and gone down first? Since I joined the ship, sir? Approximately eight? And it wasn't report. You never reported them for this? No, dis- sir. We will be talking about that later on, Teak, privately. Drop the ship! Let's go! Let's get us down to the surface immediately. I do not want to be there when nightfall happens. Do you have... Oh, I'm not piloting. You're not piloting. No, okay. no, they have a... Does it, can the storm tro- I have if I have to I'll have Bone do it. Yeah, let's bring Bone along. Because I'm guessing the stormtroopers really they they're rudimentary if they're piloting. Yep. <laughs> bring Bone along. <laughs> My character is so disappointed. Poor Bone. All right, so Bone is going to make a piloting check. And we're going to say that there is a trooper assisting him. And we're going to be trying to land as close to that uh, Thorian wreckage. I don't give a shit about the uh, other wreckages. All right. Seeing that those were ours. Ooh. Uh-oh. Uh, no success, three advantages. Cool. I guess we don't land there. I, well, what it would most likely be, we, we land, but we don't land near the ship. But you need, a, but you need three advantages. But don't we... Uh, that that's we we land. That's okay, the, that's the advantage of you. You don't succeed in getting close to the ship, but you do land yeah. a couple kilometers. There it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what happens is Bone is taking you into the atmosphere, and you could see this from from above, but now especially as you enter the atmosphere, this is a very lush jungle moon. It's Endor turned up to eleven. The trees are a riot of color. Not just green, but oranges, purples, reds, blues. Every color that you can imagine is present in the foliage of the the planet. You see rivers running through the thick jungle. You see birds and other animals are are running around, flying through the air. And then as Bone is approaching the first crash site, you can just make out a jumbled wreck through the underbrush that is grown very aggressively over it. A branch whips out from the trees, almost looking like a hand as it comes out and swipes for the ship and Bone needs to make some very fast corrections to keep from being sideswiped by a tree. Uh, yeah, my character is immediately grabbing onto the side of the wall and he's yelling into the communicator. Loris! Yes? We just got attacked by a branch. Do you get any read from that? No, sir. Oh, gee. Delightful, delightful. Put us down, bone. Not going to be chased away by a garden variety tree. Uh, give me a perception check, Billy. Do I have perception? Yes, I do. It's actually pretty good. With one difficulty, one purple die. One success, one triumph. Oh, all right. So as you know, you demand that Laris give you a, a report to see if she detected anything. And you realize after you've asked her that, that actually you got a feeling the force is present on this planet. And in fact, 
you know pretty darn well where the force is originating from. It does, it doesn't, it's not like this is permeating the planet any more so than the, the force always does. There's like a, a focus of it in one place that you are going in the exact opposite direction of yeah. as uh, Bone tries to avoid another sideswiping tree. Bone, I want you to get us on that ground immediately. Blast a landing space into the ground if you need to. And that is what Bone elects to do, clear-cutting about uh, several hundred meters of, of grassland and, and scrub brush. I turn towards the troopers. See, it wasn't that hard. You make your own landing space when none is present. Bone, how far away are we from the uh, crash site? And it, you are about 10 kilometers. 10 kilometers, and there's no speeders. Okay, gentlemen, we are walking. Everybody out immediately. Flamethrower in front. And I give, like, the, the, the crappy flamethrower towards, like, one of the grunts. Bone stay on the ship since he can't really. And I'm pulling <laughs> out, like, a navigator, uh, like a, a an enhanced compass, whatever the hell it is. And I'm kind of waving it around, trying to get my coordinates. And then I kind of, it gets locked into place and I know exactly where to go. <laughs> do you have survival? I do not. Oh, I do, but not very well. We all have survival in a way, Angela. <laughs> Don't we, though? Don't we? Uh, give me a survival roll, difficulty one. Oh, wow. That's actually surprising. Because I only have two. Uh, three successes, but two disadvantages. Oh, so that's two threats. Two threats, which is a disadvantage. Yes. Sorry, you want me to use the lingo, don't yes. you? Yes. It's so confusing. All right, but you you got your success. So so your you know your compass, stellar compass sort of thing. Yeah, you, know, you figure out north and you get your your bearings. Plus, of course, you have your your own force, your sense of the the force's presence on this moon to head you off in the right direction. So you've got the flamethrower taking point. Where do you then stand within this squadron? Oh, in the middle. Oh, right. in the middle. And since I had two uh, three disadvantages, mm -hmm. as we're trekking, if they tell me if this is okay. As we're tracking through, I'm just keeping an eye out. No small talk. The troopers are keeping guard. The flamethrower guy's in front trying to keep, you know, clear a path for us as best as possible. And suddenly uh, I hear Teak behind me say, sir, we are missing two men. And I turn around and I throw my hands up like, really? No one saw where they went. No one's. And the stormtroopers all kind of look amongst themselves, shrugging. My character like pinches the bridge of his nose, takes a breath. Gentlemen, keep an eye out. We're dealing with something, something forbidden here. I can sense it. Come on, pick up the pace. My character is very much angry. And he's, <laughs> my character's size and he moves to the back, actually. All right. Yeah. So he moves to the very back and he's wa walking behind mm -hmm. them. He doesn't have, he has his lightsaber drawn, but it's not activated yet. And he's just continuously looking mm -hmm. around, like kind of squinting his eyes as he keeps on getting pings of Something's out there. He can't really put his finger on what it is, but something's out there. So, you know, Bone cleared a, a fair amount of space for your, your dropship to land in, but then you're back into the, the jungle as soon as you uh, go outside of the, the cleared area. And when you flew over this area, their trees were attacking you, but so far there does not seem to be any kind of overt hostility other than whatever led to two of your troopers disappearing. 
So the flamethrower is, is obviously active to clear a path, mm -hmm. but you're definitely very vigilant waiting for something else to take a swipe at you. But there, even the animals aren't showing any signs of hostility. I even see like some sort of canine thing. Like, it's clearly like a wolf with a, a, an elongated snout and a hump on its back. But it seems very peaceful. It's weird because it just walks by us as if we're passing each other for coffee. And my character, it's a little bit too peaceful for my character here. It's too quiet. He doesn't like peace. I mean, what's my dark side rating at? 29? <laughs> it starts supposed to be at 50. Oh, God. So I am a dark sider. Yes. I am very much a dark sider. Yes. You Just so you guys, if you guys were curious if a Inquisitor of the uh, Empire was a dark sider, yes. <laughs> yes, there is. Apparently, that was a, a prerequisite. Emperor Palpatine does not like his uh, Inquisitor to have a light streak. Seeing that I haven't force choked these people yet for being incompetent, I think I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Yay for you. I'm sorry. My character is very disappointed when he just found out that uh, officers went on a big game hunt and died. <laughs> It's like, what the hell happened? Well, not only that, but you're seeing no sign of said big game. Yeah. There's, so yeah. even if they had survived, they, it would have been. It would have been, a, it would have been a botched hunt, which is, they probably were hunting like these, like wolf things or just, you know, it, it, it's a bunch of rednecks <laughs> wanting to hunt, thinking that, and since they probably did scans that showed no apex predators, that's why they didn't give a shit. This was like a barbecue for them and they all died. So it's like, okay, God. God damn it. So it takes a couple of hours of cutting through the jungle before you come up to the wreckage of the, the Athorian ship. Oh, by this point, my character is just covered in a, like a sweat. Apparently wearing black on black on black to a jungle world was a poor choice. Like you could just see the sweat marks on every part of his body that, you know, clearly it's embarrassing if he can't give a shit. Feel bad for the stormtroopers. They're probably melting in their armor. Probably. He stops at, at the wreckage, mm -hmm. takes a breath, and looks towards the troopers and points to them all. Fan out, patrols of two each. Communicate if one of you gets eaten. Just, I want, I want a perimeter set up. I'm going to investigate the shuttle. Teak, you're with me. Yes, sir. And uh, he's moving towards the shuttle as he's, like, taking a swig from, like, a water bottle mm -hmm. that he has. And offering it to Teak. I mean, he's a dark sider, <laughs> but for Christ's sakes, he needs he needs Teak to be a uh, you know tip top shape. Ex yes, Teak very gratefully takes a, a drink. And uh, my character just tosses the the bottle. It's like it's like reusable, but he just tosses it uh, like litter over bug. his shoulder when he's done. litter bug. This you planet. are a dark sider. Yes, give a hoot, plute. <laughs> yeah. Captain Planet. Oh my God, I'm gonna get my ass kicked by Captain Planet. I'm the smogonator. I start singing about like pollution and I'm a cloud of smog. Poison the, grime. Poison acid grime. Acid rain. Yeah. Oh, Tim Curry. It's a little toxic love for you. Yeah, toxic love. Yeah, I'm going out. I'm looking for it. I mean, is there a way into this wreckage? Oh, there's a big hole in the side. Is there scorch marks or is, does it look like something like chewed its way through? Give me a uh, perception check. Or you can give me perception. If you have it, you could give me mechanics. I do not. Well, I do. I have everything. Do I have any negatives? Two. This is a 20-year-old wreck. Oh, wow. I'm actually doing really good on the rolls. I got two oh. successes. Wow. So does it look like it was blasted open or 
torn apart by like a space raincore. Yeah. If uh, you've seen similar holes torn in ships from atmospheric disturbances, kind of like if you were coming into atmosphere at the same time that the uh, the moon was passing through a meteor storm. So it wasn't blasted open by... It was a, a kinetic force. Something yes. hit her. Yep. Okay, let's go. And I dip right in trying mm -hmm. to see uh, if I could find any clue of who the hell... I mean, this is the closest we get to whatever the hell this authority... So do I have any idea what... like Was it a passenger line or is it a, more of a private shuttle? Yes, it's a, a single person shuttle, which is unusual for Ithorian design, since you know that they are of kind of a collectivist sort of people. Yeah. There's no power to the the ship. You know, you go to a, a console and it's completely dead. the The floor is completely covered in leaf litter, animal droppings. Several woodland creatures scuttle out from underneath the the captain's chair. Obviously, the the jungle has attempted to reclaim this. I'm looking for any sign of like a bed, like a place where they would sleep. Yeah, there is one. Do they have any personal effects that they might have left or anything that kind of gives me a hint of who these, what this person was? There's nothing, nothing left. Okay, so if I was an Athorian and I land, crash landed on a paradise like this, what would I do? Find water. I'm looking to see if there's any sign of, like, if someone came in here and strategically removed things. Like, I'm thinking of, like, to make a structure. Like, you know, like, you know, carefully cut leather from a seat or things like that. Yes. Do you have skullduggery? I do have skullduggery. Is that better than your perception? No. Oh, okay. Then go with perception. Do I, and I'm guessing two still? Yes. Two is considered your average difficulty, so that's what it usually is. Oh, it is? Yes. Yep. One difficulty is easy, two is average. And I got one success. Firecraft. Yes. Yep. Is it called a success? Yes. Or, okay, I just want to make sure. Okay. Yep. You've got successes and then... Failures. Yes. This this little triangle-y thing is a failure. No, I know that. I know that. Though I haven't failed yet. I mean, I've not done great, but on some... No, you're not getting advantages, but you're you're getting your your basic successes. Well, I, I, I am better than like a normal player. Like I did start yes. kind of... Not, I'm night level, so. Yes. You, as you're looking around, you definitely, you get the, you're trying to put everything together logically. And if a Ithorian crashes here, as you said, obviously the first goal is to find water and food. It seems likely that somebody has come back here at least once, but you, it doesn't look like there was any kind of obfuscation that was going on. It was just, of course, somebody had to come back in order to take out the, the last of the supplies because like that bed is completely stripped. There's, there's not a mattress left on it. It's just a frame. Okay. So I leave the ship since I'm, I'm not getting anything from it yet. I might come back and try to get some of the data. Mm -hmm. From the the computer, if we can get like some power to it, I'm guessing I we didn't bring like some sort of portable generator or anything like that. Did you? I'm pointing. Oh. I'm pointing at the the light side. Yeah, point. we did. Uh, we have a small kit, and it does have like a uh, emergency mm -hmm. battery that. And I point towards Teak and say, "Can you set this up to try to get some power to that system?" Yes, sir. I want to know who the ship belonged to, and then I'm walking out uh, into the field, and I'm kind of just like. I'm climbing actually on top of the sh of the ship and I'm spinning around and I'm looking for any place that might have a path, like a person like walked the path left, like basically disturbed jungle mm -hmm. beyond like a, uh, an animal. Somebody mm -hmm. must have gone, come here a few times. So they might have had a, made a path. Perception. Difficulty two. 
I got a advantage. Yes, one advantage. So the advantage is going to be you get to roll a vigilance check and you get a blue dice to go along with it. Oh, okay. So I see something happening. You see, yes. Well, I don't know. Make your vigilance check. Oh, I get to make, oh, vigilance. Yes. Vigilance. And I get to add a blue dice, right? There is no difficulty to it. Okay, so I'll get rid of those. Uh, a three, uh, three successes, two advantages. Oh, very nice. All right. What you see, Saya, Castian Saya, as you've climbed to the top of the, the, the shuttle, you don't see any sort of paths that you can really determine, but you do see it deeper into the jungle. Uh, there's definitely a, a rustling as something is coming towards you at great speed. I'm uh, immediately on the communicator say, something's heading this way. Everybody back up towards the ship immediately. And the troopers follow your, your orders. Do you want them to like perimeter the ship or do you want them to all face the oncoming threat? Oncoming threat. So yeah, they kind of line up against the starboard side of the ship. We'll call it that. I like it. I'll take it. I accept it. And this is also the side that has that, that gaping hole that you, that you walk through. And my character, yeah, he's, he's preparing. He's trying to get a sense of what the hell's coming towards them. And you realize that what's coming towards you, it's not moving through the jungle. It's actually moving underneath, tunneling underneath the ground. The, the rustling you've seen is it displacing the, the dirt and rustling the leaves and the plants. I'm screaming, everybody get in the ship now because the ship had metal floors, right? Yes. Everybody in the ship and I'm on top of the ship, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm activating my lightsaber. The red glow touching my face. Uh, give me an athletics check. Uh, one difficulty to make it in as the ground begins to shake under you. I'm going to use my, uh, force jump. All right. Use force jump. So you make your athletics check using a force die. Two. This is, this is the first time I get to use force. I'm so excited, people. So, uh, my athletics check, I think it's actually pretty damn good. And, uh, so I get two of you, a green, and I get a white. Cool. And then so, you've got your one difficulty in there? And just one difficulty? Yes. Two advantages and one force die. Okay. Now, I will note that what color is the pip on your force die? Black. All right. So, you have you are a dark side force user. That means you use dark side force points. However, it is bad to use the dark side of the force. So, if you choose... Now, you've made this roll. Did you get a success? No. You had an advantage? Yes. Okay. Two advantages. So you can always choose not to use the force. Even though you rolled it, you can say like, nope, I choose not to. So you could be like, nope, I'm just going to make a regular jump. Or you can say, I definitely do use force jump, but you're going to take a point of conflict because you're tapping into the dark side of the force in order to do this. I'm an inquisitor. I don't think I'm really that against using the dark side. I feel that it's a Tuesday for me. So yes, I I let my anger and annoyance of this damn jungle fuel me as I launch myself away from whatever the heck is scurrying. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, I thought I was on top of the ship when this thing was coming towards yes, me. Yes, you were. And then you wanted to jump. Oh, I thought it was about to attack me. Oh, so okay, hold on. Hold on, now I'm getting it. So this thing's moving towards that gaping hole. Yes. Fine, I'm still gonna it's, jump. It's I, it's underground still. All you're seeing is, you know, it's kind of like like a gopher mm-hmm. um, burrowing underground. So you're seeing the mound of it displacing yeah. the earth. I'm waiting for it to break out in front of the hole, and then I'm going to use a force jump since I can do that as a maneuver to jump down on top of it with my blade to attack it. Okay. And I will be using that dark side point. All right. So make a note. I think somewhere in your character sheet there is a place for marking conflict. conflict. 
Uh, so yes, you definitely take your, your conflict. And as you make your, your timing, um, the jump and you, you see the burrowing get shallower and shallower. And here it's about to, you, you time your jump to leap into the air just as it breaks the, the ground. But since you didn't get any successes, what I'm going to say happens is you are startled in your jump when you realize that what has emerged from the ground is no creature. It's a tree root. Oh, pickles. That's <laughs> not what I expected. So it snakes out of the ground trying to get at you. You do a, a flip in midair and you land on the other side of it. So you are uninjured, but you didn't end up exactly where you wanted to be. Clever girl, I say. And yeah, we're in roll initiative, whatever you want, yeah, baby. So that was your vigilance checks earlier. Oh, cool. So you, you've just made your maneuver to do your force jump, mm -hmm. so you can still make an action. Oh, yeah, I do. I, I can use my maneuver. Yeah, I'm attacking it. All right. Yeah. I'm you said that you had your, your lightsaber already at the ready? Yep, and I am going to try to hack into this root. I wonder how well that will go. One difficulty. Oh. It's a tree root. Uh, oh. Four successes and one triumph. Jesus, I'm good at this. Wow. Uh, so triumph means you crit. And I, I, I double crit since I, I, my lightsaber is a crit at two, right? Uh, gosh, I think you crit at one. Uh, no, it says crit two. Because it's just a basic lightsaber. So I don't know how it works to have multiple crits. Uh, yeah, we're just going to say that it's one crit. Cool. So roll, actually, I have no idea if this is the rule, but I'm going to have you roll twice on the crit table and you get to choose what effect you'd like it to have. I like it. So first. 38. So that would be, it's, it's stung where it increased the difficulty of its next check. 60. 60 is an agonizing wound where it will increase the difficulty of all brawn and agility checks until the end of the encounter. So first one is just its next check has a additional difficulty. Your second option is for this agonizing wound to increase its difficulty through the rest of the encounter. Yep. Uh, that's the one I'll go for then. All right. And now what sort of damage does your lightsaber do? Uh, it does uh, six damage plus four because I got a... Yeah, you had three successes and a triumph counts as a success I as well. I had four successes. Oh, four. Su so then... Five. So I, I did 11 points of damage and I also have breach and sunder. Uh, breach, which ignores one point of soak. One point of soak? I'm or... sorry, one point... Uh, it, it ignores 10 points of soak and ignores one point of armor. Yes. So the tree root takes a lot of damage. That makes sense. So six plus, so I mean, 11 points of damage. Yes. Straight up. It, yeah. yeah. Well, unless it soaks any of it. No, because it's tree root. No. Cool. <laughs> Might have defense then. Uh, yeah. So it's, yes, it takes a, a bunch of damage. The, the stormtroopers, they all ran inside the ship, ship as you it's ordered. Right. Do you want them to open fire? Yes. Like, as fact, they're not, like, there's an awkward pause when I'm like, anytime, gentlemen. <laughs> and they are going to do so. They have an additional difficulty because you are there in melee range, so they need to make sure that they don't hit you. This is stormtroopers, so. Oh, but I think it's going to be all right. Let's see. And you're riddled with bullets, Billy. Uh, nope. You've, they, they got a triumph and several advantages. Uh, so the stormtroopers all have impeccable aim and the, the blaster bolts tear through the, the tree root. There's the kind of shrieking sound of wood 
you know, for lack of a better term, being obliterated through these blaster bolts and the tree branch, I within one round, it just fall or the tree root uh, falls to the ground still. Uh, Laris? Yes, sir. Anything on the scanners? There seems to be a great deal of movement in the jungle. Is it coming towards us? It is stopped. Next time, you have permission to break our previous rule of no small talk to inform me of that. Yes, sir. Thank you. I I point towards the guard. Stay in the ship. You keep an eye out for any more movement. Uh, and I point towards two of the guards. Get on top of the ship. Continue to look around and make sure there's no movement coming towards us again. The rest of you, guard everything. And then I'm moving towards uh, the front of the ship where Tika is setting up the generator. And he, you know, it takes him a, a minute. He's not trained in this, but he, you know, with a couple of, of smacks upside the side of a console, uh, he gets one console running. All right, let's see what we got here as I, I tap away at the controls. And I'm trying to, I'm just trying to find out who owns the ship. Give me a computer's check. Uh, difficulty two. One success and one problem disadvantage. Threat. Threat. So sorry at that. <laughs> you, uh, you are able to pull up the, the manifest of the owner and you get a single name before the, the generator overloads and sparks fly out of the console. <sighs> Uh, the, the name is Mudonin. Uh, do I know anything about Maduna? Madonin? Madunin? Give me lore. Uh, this is going to be difficulty four. Whoa. I am not supposed to know this. A disadvantage. <laughs> you know nothing. Nothing. I know nothing. Uh, Laris? Yes, sir. What's the name again? Mudonin. Find any information on the name Mudonin. Yes, sir. And as soon as you get that, please inform me. File is restricted. Unrestricted. I do not have the authorization. Who has the authorization? Put in my code. She puts in your... Uh, I give her the code yeah. over the air. <laughs> restricted. What about this planet makes it so damn restrictive? Madonna, Madonna. I can tell you that the file dates back to over 22 years ago. During the Clone Wars. Yes, sir. But All there right. is no further data available due to the restriction. Look at the old newsreels uh, from the uh, Clone Wars to see if there's any mention of a Mudin, and those shouldn't be restricted. That will take some time, sir. Then you better get working. The comlink has closed. Perfect. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, running my hair, my hand through my hair. I'm walking out, and I step out into the uh, the open field and look around. Did I see any sign of path when I was looking up when I was on there? No. If whatever path there may have been, nobody has been here in quite some time. And there was what Madonin? Yes. <clears throat> Madonin! I'm screaming out towards the uh, field. Madonin, is that your name? There's no response. I didn't think you'd respond. Now I look like an ass. Very well, Madonin. And uh, yeah, we're going to actually set up camp here for now, since okay. there's, I, we. Yeah, night is falling as well. It, yeah. it took you quite a, a while to, you know, as I said, it took you several hours to make it to the ship. So um, night is falling, and the stormtroopers are not in a hurry to go explore the deadly jungle planet at night. Amateurs. We set up lights. We have emergency lighting around. Uh, definitely around, like, kind of starboard left. Basically <laughs> everywhere. Uh, yeah. Around the, the ship. So we get a view. We're going to have somebody on top of the ship, two people on top of the ship each time. 
and we're going to have lights inside the ship. This is kind of our bunker for now. Mm -hmm. And my character is going to see if he can try to fix the generator or or fix the terminal that was busted uh, since he likes putting things together. Give me mechanics. And how many difficulty is this? This is three. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And you know what? I'm actually going to flip one of my dark side points Mm -hmm. so that you will then be able to use it as a light side point. And I'm going to upgrade one of those purples to a red. Ooh, what's a black? Mostly those come up, like, if you get a bunch of threats. Like, you know, if you get a bunch of advantages in combat, you can give the next person to roll a blue die. The black is the opposite of that. That's two failures. So, no. Yeah, yeah, you break it more. Uh, I kind of lean back in the, like, what's remaining of the ship. This is xenotech, you know, this is alien technology, very old alien technology. So, I really, it's it's the equipment's fault that it can't be fixed. Mm. I what what is working condition for alien technology anyway take a seat in the frame of like the captain's chair that's mm-hmm. still it doesn't have any leather in it it's just it's hard and springy but i kind of lean back and i tell uh, teak to keep uh, patrols and to not disturb me unless we're about to get eaten by a giant root and i'm going to close my eyes and just try to focus on breathing and maybe get a shot uh, some shut eye teak knows how to run this i trust him to run the shop you know he has patrols, he has people on top, watches, knows when people need to sleep. He's a good man. You're just about to finally drift off when your communicator sounds. Yes? Sir, I have reviewed the historical records. Yes, and what'd you find? There is a reference to a Mudonin, an Athorian Jedi who received a commendation during the Clone Wars. I sit up immediately. A Jedi? Yes. Clone Wars. Yes. Using the Force, of course, on a Thorian Jedi. Using the Force on a... De- on a pl- 22 years of that was... That's long before Order 66 happened. Yes. Interesting. Uh, do, can you find out any more information about her? Was she killed or lost in battle or whatnot? I know these is just... Those are restrictive records, but any mention about her uh, anywhere in the uh, hollows? No, sir. Interesting, 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 interesting. So she's been here for quite some time. Alone, does she even know about the Empire? Unknown, sir. Yes, that was more of a rhetorical question. Laris, uh, just keep digging to find out any information you can about her. Be creative. Click. It cuts back up on the ship. Blue screen of death. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the red ring. Red ring of death. Her eyes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Be creative. Yeah, That's her kill word. <laughs> a Jedi. A Jedi, Jedi, Jedi. Uh, did she mention it was a Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, Jedi... Uh, it just said that it was a Jedi who received a commendation during the Clone Wars. This is delightful. We are dealing with a Jedi. I look towards the stormtroopers and opt not to tell them that. <laughs> since Jedis are pretty bad. Um, well, I go to sleep. <laughs> okay. There's nothing else I can do. I, I need to sleep. If I'm If I'm exhausted in the morning, then... I'll be dead, then I don't have a chance, but I'm going to try to force myself to get like an hour or two of sleeping. All right. And you, you do get a, a couple hours of sleep. You are awoken to the sound of blaster fire. I'm immediately to my feet and I'm marching towards the entryway. 
and you see that the stormtroopers, uh, about half of them, as as you woke up, there were a couple of other stormtroopers that Teak had ordered to to rest in the the ship along with you, and they are jumping into action as well. So there is about six stormtroopers who are engaging in blaster fire with encroaching tree roots. These are smaller than the the one you. Know, you faced off with one large tree root. Apparently, the planet has decided to change tactics and has sent half a dozen smaller ones. So each stormtrooper is facing off with one tree root. Are they coming from the same direction as the large tree root? Yes, which is also the direction where you got the force feeling from earlier. I'm marching forward and igniting my blade. Do they seem to be doing okay against the yeah. smaller tree root? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm marching towards the jungle, towards where, like, I'm. if any smaller tree root comes near me, I'm just slicing it. And I'm shouting, Madonin! There's still no response. You, as you you look back and you kind of take stock of what's going on, you were down to 10 stormtroopers mm. when you, because two had disappeared. Uh, it looks like there's seven left. A few more seem Screw to have disappeared it. during the night. Laris? Yes, sir. Two miles out east of this communication. Can you target it? Yes, sir. Fire. Just one volley. Yes, sir. There's a couple seconds delay as she triangulates the coordinates, and you watch as blaster fire comes in from orbit. I'm screaming, Madonan! And I'm walking towards the uh, jungle. To the west, two kilometers away, fire. And Laris does it again. In the distance, uh, you hear a bellow of of pain if you were a superstitious type you would think that it were the moon itself crying out in pain it's almost less that you hear it and more that you feel it in your bones are the branches continuing to come forward or have they stopped they stopped the blaster fire stops and if they start moving again the blaster fire will continue i'm informing the uh, stormtroopers to follow me all right so you have seven plus T. Are you bringing everybody or are you going to leave anybody? At nope, nope, no one. Uh, this is a Jedi. I don't know what kind of Jedi it is. I need all the firepower I can get. All right, so the so that is seven stormtroopers plus Teak plus you. So nine of you go deeper into the jungle. I'm leading them. Just cutting through the branches with my lightsaber. My scowl on my face has turned into just a snare of annoyance. This place is hot. There's bugs. Why would anybody want to live in this hellish wasteland? I say in a beautiful forest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Again, this is uh, beautiful colors. It's truly, it's unlike anything you've ever seen elsewhere in the galaxy. Cool. Yeah, I'm, we're marching through. She knows the score. If she wants to attack us, then she's going to get scolded. As you are walking through, give me a vigilance check. I'm sorry. Or would it be cool since I'm expecting something? I will let, yes, I'll let you do cool. Why would I, con no, I should have kept it with vigilance. I'm an idiot. <laughs> and difficulty? Two. Uh, two successes, one happiness. One advantage. Okay, so, so it's, it's what, it's traumas and advantages? All right, so there's success, failure, advantage. Threat. Then triumph and despair. So, I'm sorry, you... You got a success and an advantage. Two successes and an advantage. Except I consulted the rules and that is pointless because there is a force power being used and it just succeeds. Okay, what's the success? So you are walking through the jungle and you feel something wrap around your ankle and you look down and you see that brambles are crawling up your leg. 
and uh, they are, if you take any actions, as long as that bramble is wrapped around you, you are going to start taking four strain per action. Cool. I'm going to cut off that bramble. It's a bramble. You absolutely do, but take four strain, because cool. that does count as an action. Cool. Yeah. Do I soak it? Actually, yes. You would be cool. able to. So your your pant legs are shredded a bit. These are Nabooian silk, you treasonous hammerhead! You hear another bellow closer this time. I'm coming for you! I'm, I'm moving forward. Follow me immediately. We're almost there. Yeah, I'm cutting through just trees and stuff. Fire another shot across her bow, Laris. <laughs> Laris. Laris. Laris does so. For, for cinematic effect, as the stormtroopers cut through this, uh, this jungle, even with your, your threats of Laris bringing down fire from orbit, still some of the stormtroopers are unable to withstand the assault of the jungle. How do three of your stormtroopers get eaten by the jungle? Two of them, it's rather horrifying. As we pass near a tree, the mushrooms on it explode outward, caking them in pollen, which is fine because they're wearing filters. And then the pollen or the spores eat out their armor, and it's kind of like an acid, and they both die a horrific burning death. And another one, as we're backing away from this horrific thing, just is ripped away from us by a vine, and we don't see what happens, but we're assuming he's not coming back. And I'm screaming for the soldiers to keep formation and shoot at anything that moves. And I finally, I'm screaming, Madonan, you will have a conversation with me this instant or I will turn this entire planet into a blackened wasteland. As you yell your your threat, the jungle falls to silence and stillness. And there's a little bit of a, a rise ahead and you see the trees part. And everybody's on edge as the trees start to move. 